Wario Cuomo. <laughs> Every time you eat a sausage and pepper sandwich, he just steals it from you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he Scene. splashes sauce on you. Scene interior day, city field. Ryan eats a sausage and peppers through his mask. <laughs> Wario Cuomo <laughs> appears. Wario Cuomo is the plankton to Premio sausages. He's always trying to steal their recipe. <laughs> you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon, and I know what we're going to do today. My name is James, and I'm ready for the mind calendar to really stop. Uh, my name is Brendan, and I'm afraid. My name's Ryan, and uh, I'm the one who's responsible for bringing it all to an end. <laughs> what, a, what a team, what a crew, what a, what a posse. So glad to what have you guys here. Uh, right after a momentous occasion for us. Yes, that's right. Uh, because of listeners like you, we won our very first Grammy. Yep. We won the, the best <sighs> Disney podcast Grammy. Oh, so, so, so thank you, everybody who voted for us. We, we had a lot of stiff competition. Um, I'm so ashamed. Why are you like, ashamed? Oh, we because great. we lost to such podcasts as... Um, the dominant we won, Ryan. world of oh you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah we beat uh we beat Demi Lovato her geology yeah. show it's called Camp Rock we beat Diz Nuts mm. that was that was tough competition I thought they were gonna steal it from us for sure thanks we everyone beat... for voting in the Grammys yep you know that uh that that crowdsourced that... awards show for showing up to the polls really appreciate voting for the disney channel podcast grammy (laughs) shout out to all of our fellow nominees um including the proud cast um a ring of endless fights cuck in the suburbs (laughs) and johnny punani cuck in the suburbs they do amazing work everybody go check them out yeah you You know they're so talented we all come for decom (laughs) <laughs> you know that that's good you know what let's buy him out we could st- we could take that name let me let me squat on that domain yeah get it so yes everybody this is our decom podcast uh we got a decom for you this time it's called and i think i'm saying this right uh fine ass and furby yeah fine ass and furby i think um, it's fergie oh yep sorry fine ass and fergie uh, across the second dimension. Uh, this was made in 2011. It's based off the TV show of the same name. Um, and we watched it. I think if you've seen Phineas and Ferb, it's probably just that, right? I don't know. Do, do any of you have any background with this show? Well, absolutely none. In spite of the fact that uh, I'm an almost 30-year-old man, um, this is a thing that I do often is watch uh, shows made for children. So, yes, I have a quite extensive experience with the show Phone as Ferb. Um, and let me just say, it's one of my favorite things. The main character, he's a boy. 
the sidekick is also a boy. They have a family and they have a pet, you know, and a sister as well. So this is just a show and it's top of the line. You're going to love it. (laughs) What's your favorite episode, Ryan? My favorite episode is the one where they go on an adventure. uh, There's a problem that needs to be solved. And, you know, when you get two protagonists, sometimes they have to put their heads together. And when they do, magic happens. And in spite of their adversity that they face, they came out victorious. That's my favorite episode. That's inspiring. Very cool. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) You're wow. welcome. I my brain has been replaced by uh, an English as a second language Amazon review generator. <laughs> Very cool. Hey, I want to talk about this movie, but before we get into that, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why? We got drinks, drinky drinks, tasty drinks, lovely drinks, drinks that I enjoy having. Uh, James is our mixologist. He makes really good drinks. This one's very tasty. Tell us about this, James. So this is an interesting case because Phineas and Ferb, I found out, actually had a drink at either Disney World or Disneyland. I'm not sure. Um, so this is just basically that and then booze it up a bunch. It's called the Doofin Slurper, which is <laughs> that rules. Love it. <laughs> What's it called? The Doofin Slurper. Oh, my God. Because of Doofin Schmertz in the show. You're and telling then, me I'm slurping on a Doofin right now? Oh, slurp that Doofin good, boy. Um, it's, it's basically a frozen lemonade with berries and vodka. So, but frozen lemonades are, are pretty tasty, especially in the summer. So it's three quarters of a cup of like frozen berries, raspberry or strawberry. Uh, it's going to be pretty tart in general, but they'll even each other out. Hopefully Uh half a can of frozen lemonade concentrate, uh, six ounces of water to kind of water that down four ounces of vodka, and then a bunch of extra ice cubes, like five extra ice cubes and just blend it up everything into a blender and just blend it up and you get like a frozen lemonade boozy slushy. I definitely put too much of the can of concentrated lemon lemonade in here because I'm wired right now. I, f- I feel Do like we- there's electricity <laughs> running through my throat. Yeah. That's the concentrating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm concentrating hard. <laughs> Do it we need to be- amend the, the recipe? Do you want to, Take it down a little. We could take well, it down. What would you do if if I wanted to just even it out a little bit? What's your recommendation? Either more water or less concentrate. So you could do four ounces of concentrate and six ounces of water, or like ten ounces of water and uh, six ounces of concentrate. I think it's usually two to one with concentrate. So ten to twelve is probably the the way to go. Gotcha. Good note. Good note. If you guys want to make this drink, you can, because we'll be putting it on the Instagram uh, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Check it out. Make the drink. Show us you made it. We'd love to see it. And if there's other drinks of ours that you'd like to make, we got a lovely little recipe book put together by Brennan. And it looks great. It feels great. It makes really great drinks. So download it and send us the things that you make. We'd love to see it. I'm drinking the non-alcoholic Phineas and Ferb cocktail, which is platypus urine. (laughs) <laughs> where do you find that oh no i sorry i already know the answer trader joe's no you have to get a platypus and oh. you can just get one of your local pet store right yeah you just mm-hmm. walk in and there's always a platypus just sitting around there i want that yeah, they're one. semi-aquatic actually so th- that that led me to think like ha- 
have viewers of the show, like you, Ryan, who've seen it so many times, have viewers of the show ever, like, gotten the origin story, or did they always just have a platypus and it wasn't explained why? Well, Brandon, that's a great question. As a viewer of the show, I can explain to you this is something that Jeff has. No, no, come back, come back. Oh, we lost him. Oh, well, he'll tell us when he gets back. Uh, listeners, there's probably somebody out there who's watched this show. I'd be very surprised if there wasn't. Uh, tell us what you know about the show. Um, and, and then we'll retroactively. And then that oh, oh, was the origin story. That was the origin story of, yes. Oh, we, we missed it, Ryan. Would you say it again? A riveting tale. Well, I'll go back and edit it in and post. Okay. I'm, I don't know what. Oh, he's going through a tunnel. Damn. This is oh, why we, we can't do podcasts him, yeah. in the car. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about this movie, I guess. No, no. Let's talk about what we thought this movie was about in our favorite segment called Tipsy Treatments. Tipsy, tipsy treatments, tipsy, tipsy treatments. Yeah, that's the thing. Nice. I just wrote it. I love it. Uh, for those who don't know, the tipsy treatment is the four of us, your gracious hosts, take a look at the movie poster and try to make an educated guess on what the movie is going to be prior to watching. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I said I didn't know anything about this movie. I knew a little bit. I knew that Phineas and Ferb were crafter extraordinaires, couple of couple of backyard engineers. So I kind of figured maybe they made a device that would transport them into a different dimension uh you know and then they had to get back <laughs> which vague broad hit it on hit the nail on the head that's how you win tipsy treatment you give as little detail as possible I'm gonna give you and a it is a competition 94 brennan 94 yeah. out of 100 yeah Thanks. you nailed it yeah this is why we win a grammy you guys um so i'm gonna just read mine word for word these two idiots have to pursue something or someone across multiple dimensions, as the poster suggests. They are tasked with retrieving it or defeating it or some combination of both. The girl is obviously the smart one and does the majority of the work, but isn't a main character. And the two idiots and the animal get all of the credit. As they are, as they are children, they're required to follow mom and dad's rules. This means that even though they save the world or something... That they feel frustrated by their youth and their forced adherence to such constructs as dinner time and homework. Yeah, I think that's about right. There seems to be a whole bit that, like, as soon as the the sister tries to tell on them, they they fix everything, and then there's no, they're not in trouble. So yeah, that that nail that seems to hit the nail on the head. I give myself a, a seventy five, which for me in school was a good grade. So <laughs> take that, Carol Burris. <laughs> So I was right that green hair guy was the smart one and triangle face is the wacky one. Uh, but I did get their names wrong. Um, I did know that there was going to be some sort of ray gun that the bad guy made. Um, but that's pretty much all I knew. Um, I also said, I don't think this movie will have a plot, which I guess was wrong. It does. They, there's exposition. So, and then things happen. I don't know. I, I did. Okay. I kept it vague too, and I, I knew I did know a little bit about this. Like I knew the whole Perry saga, where no one knows who Perry is, uh, and then every time he like just disappears and does his own spy shit. I also knew that Doofenshmirtz was the enemy. Um, 
I think we all kind of called the portal from the poster and stuff. Um, I just raised questions in my treatments. Would Perry, you know, suffer? Would would he not make it? Uh, I thought they might lock up Doofenshmirtz. Um, even though it was vague, I think I did, still did poorly. So it's a no for me, for me, dog. Oh, well. On to the movie, I guess. Here's a thing that really intrigued me. I think it's interesting that the two boys and Dr. Doofenshmirtz didn't know each other. I think that's kind of cool that apparently the show is just complete A plot, B plot, and never the twain shall meet. I think that's kind of ridiculous. What? Why? I like it. I mean, it just, it just basically means you're watching, like, if it, you know, if it's 21 minutes, you're watching two 10-minute shows interweaved into one. That's why it's ridiculous. That's like watching a show about upholstery and a show about fishing that are intertwined <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, I but it's double the, the plot. The chair real hour. It's great. The real it's chair t- hour. No, no, no. That's a competing show. It's very different. Very different. That was an actual hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more bang for your buck when you have two shows and two plots in one show. Yeah. I um, I think that uh, this had so much meta in between like the characters and the gags that they were doing that there was no way I was going to grab all of it. Like it's clear from like the stupid little things they say to each other that there's history that they're building on that is just totally foreign to me. Well, to me, it's, it seemed like there was a lot of um, like self-referential humor and, you know, it was really just referencing itself. I didn't feel like it was referencing something previous. It was like referencing tropes, basically just to acknowledge like this is a cartoon and it's bullshit. Have we ever done a cartoon before on this show? Because uh, um, Kim, Kim Possible was live action. Right, we did the live action. Did the live, I guess yeah. this is the first animated movie that we've done. Wow. Interesting. Three, three years in the making and we're still keeping it so fresh. Yeah. You know, always got to keep them guessing. Let me tell you another reason why the Disney Channel tipsy panel is like the game of baseball. Oh, please, please. <laughs> the game of baseball or the game of platyball or whatever the hell they were playing at the beginning? Platypult. 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 Yeah. Love me some made-up sports. Like baseball. Mm-hmm. Or baseball. Every sport's just made up. Yeah. Thanks, James. Took the words right out of my mouth. All sports <laughs> are made up. <laughs> what you guys what think do you the like, Ryan? Here? Uh... I thought that you would probably love the opening song, Brandon. I I wrote song slaps, Brandon beamed in Brandon. Am I that obvious? Yes. I said that this. I said that that first song should have just been like Lionel Richie and Chance the Rapper teaming up. Like I I, I think that would have been pretty interesting, and they could have done it. I imagined you as a green hair man singing those high notes. <laughs> Songs are pretty good. I wasn't expecting a little musical. Yeah, neither was I. Um, I was. Uh, I I did a little research afterwards. Apparently, the show usually has some you know songs in it. Um, but yeah, it was. Most of the songs were pretty decent quality. Uh, that whole um, let's call the whole thing off song was real bad. Just but just because of the singing, um, because it's it's supposed to be 
Doofenshmirtz and Doofenshmirtz who have an awful voice. But um, I like the way that they construct lyrics. Like, it, it's just kind of sentences that rhyme. Um, I, I thought it was pretty well done. Like, it could be really cringy, and maybe Ryan thinks it is, but I wasn't. I was pleasantly surprised. And also, no, the, I- like, e- the easy listening stuff they do, like, you know, almost elevator music type, like, toss-ins are, are fun. No, I actually like the music a lot. That was um, a welcome relief for me. I'm glad. That was the bomb that ailed me. Did you have a favorite song? Uh, I don't know. Was May I See Your Papers a song? <laughs> yeah, by the Gestapo robot. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the first song was my favorite, but yeah. I did also write yeah. that if the summer song was not about ice cream and instead about a girl, it would be a boys like girls song. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. The, the summer, summer song, song was, was good cheesy, because it was, cute. It, it was like they were singing it to their alternate reality versions who didn't know what summer was and they could tell that they were just scaring them with positivity. So I really liked that they backed it up and were like, it's sitting under a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That, that made me laugh. The guys who made this show and I guess probably are involved with the music also uh, worked on Rocco's Modern Life. And Family Guy and The Simpsons. Um, so I, I guess I'm not surprised that they, you know, came in with a pretty extensive background and knew what they were yeah. doing with, like, music and meta and just making it so it wasn't bad. Yeah, the writing wasn't bad. I mean, the jokes were fine, considering it's there for children. I, I don't like the animation style at all, and I found oh, most no. of the voices very annoying. Agreed. Agreed. Pretty annoying. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I like wrote down some jokes, but I think I wrote exactly. Um, yeah, I wrote these jokes are not as bad as I thought they'd be. Like, um, I am a woman of science. At least that's what my horoscope said. That's a really good line. One of the ones I wrote down was when they're all in the backyard, when they're trying to make that contraption to play platyball, uh, Perry throws a rock or something. And they're like, what was that small noise? Let's all go walk over to it. (laughs) <laughs> that was the kind of stuff that i really appreciated about this movie yeah the, there's sorry, there's odd humor like the the when uh perry is learning about the gadgets and there's like a cutaway and he comes back to the gadgets and the guy showing him goes you only need this if you're attacked by one of the royals or a member of parliament so it's probably okay to leave the safety on <laughs> Like it assumes such a weird understanding. There's a Lorenzo Lamas joke in this, yeah. and there's also existentialist trading cards, Kierkegaard, which rules. Sartre. Yeah. Would you like to trade two Sartre for a Nietzsche? <laughs> yeah. And they come back to it again, like after they zap back from the dimension or yeah. the other dimension. It's like, um, I even wrote this down. Yeah. Oh, would, uh, how about two Kafkas for your Dotievsky? Yeah. <laughs> epic and, yeah. and he shows them and he goes it came with the gum and he pulls up a pack of cards that have black and white photo real photos yep. of existentialists and the slogan is just it comes with the gum <laughs> <laughs> i loved it yeah my favorite bit and it was like a whole scene was um the, so yes they obviously go to another dimension and they meet their alternate selves um doofenshmirtz meets the other doofenshmirtz and learns the alternate Doofenshmirtz origin story 
And he's like super evil. So he's like, oh, this origin story must be crazy. And his origin story is just, he lost the toy train. And that's it. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, what? That's your origin story? And then he's like, I was raised by ocelots. Both of my parents didn't show up for my birth. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> that was a good one. It has like a shot of, it's got like a, a like a sapia toned flashback panel of a baby crying and a doctor just looking around an empty hospital room, which was very <laughs> funny to me. I like the, the the alternate doofenshmirtz is the like ultimate dictator of the alternative reality. And uh, he's just everywhere. He's on the clocks. He's statues everywhere. He's the subway. And when the subway stops, his voice just yells, get off. That's very New York. <laughs> yeah. That's like or what? like or he does every uh, television program. And then after every program ends, it's just like, now go to bed. <laughs> I wish somebody told me to go to bed after TV shows were over. I'd be more likely to go to bed before midnight. Well, pretty soon, Andrew Yang is going to be the supreme ruler of the tri-state area, and every yeah. time your Netflix is over, he's going to tell you to go to bed. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait to wear my Yangaralls and play Yangopoly. It's going to be great. You're going to get to Ditmar's Boulevard, and Andrew Yang is going to be like, okay, get off the train. <laughs> oh, it's going to be the Y train. In. Can't wait to go to my favorite bodega called Whole Foods. <sighs> Sorry, this is a very New York-centric bit. If, if you guys don't get it, sorry. Oh, your favorite bodega is Whole Foods. My favorite bodega is Target. I'd <laughs> oh, love to get me a, a Cuban sandwich at Target. Oh, my God. <laughs> give, give, give me a chopped cheese at Target, Ock. <laughs> hmm. Should we do the decom F-bomb? Oh... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you don't want to do it. It sounds like I forgot to do it. Maybe I I'll do think, too, I'll but it's I a always problem. forget. All right. So for those of forget. you who uh, don't know, uh, if this were a PG-13 movie, you would get to say fuck once. Where would you say it? You said it already. So you can't say it again. Ah, crap. Okay, then somebody else start. I'll go. I mean... All the like throwaway jokes in this, they could just be accentuated by, I won't say it yet, f bombs. Uh, so there's one like Perry, it, like they find out Perry's a secret agent, and he hands uh, Phineas and Ferb a pamphlet that's that is like, so you just found out your platypus is a secret agent, and I think it's Phineas just goes, I don't want your pamphlet, like I don't want your fucking pamphlet. <laughs> Which is probably a good thing to say to people out in the world. Yeah. If you, any pamphlet you get, just say, I don't want your fucking pamphlet. People need to hear that sometimes. Yeah, because no one does. Okay, I know what mine is. Um, there's a, there's a minecart scene where they're like riding through like on a, on a rail with there's lava and they're being chased by robots. It's an action scene. Um, they're good. They're with their alternate selves. Um, and Phineas and Ferb, the real Phineas and Ferb, are, like, very capable, and their alternate selves are not, whereas real Candace is not very capable, but alternate Candace is, like, a superstar. Um, and, Finne and alternate Phineas and Ferb keep being like, oh, can we do that? Can we, like, fight? And their sister's like, no, put your head down. She keeps saying that. And by the third time, she'd be like, no, put your fucking head down. 
That's it. Mine is um, a little bit uh, off the deep end here. I think, uh, you know, even though this is a cartoon, I still think that the children and the professor or whatever the fuck he is, they're all a little too nonchalant about being marched to their death, like in shackles and chains. And so I I was like, why aren't they like trembling in fear and shaking and crying? I I just think that uh, one of them should go like, oh, we're going to fucking die, aren't we? Um, I always go for like a powerful, like popping angry line. But your your sad and dismal fucks are are, they always they always affect me strongly. What can I say? I'm a sad and dismal fuck. All right, mine is uh, in an effort to conceal his secret identity. Perry the platypus pees on the couch as like a distraction. And then later it's found out that he just peed as a distraction. He knew what he was doing. So I I'd, I'd guess it'd be like, did you fucking pee on my couch? Under the breath. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I really, I gotta phone this one in. <laughs> I, I here's another one here. You could have this one for free. There's a line where they reference George O'Keefe and it could be like, Hey, it looks like a fucking George O'Keefe painting. Or perfect. An actual, um, a skull landed on the head of, uh, mm. some guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it looks was like a robot. Her, it looked like one of her like Midwest uh, portraits. Yeah. So here's another free fuck when, um, they're measuring uh, the citizenry in the real world for um, the slave uniforms. Uh, they measure a dude and he, they're like, oh, size 36. The guy's like, no fucking way. I'm a size 34. <laughs> I did like that. That was good. Good place for that. Hey, listen. I have a question. Yes. What what happened in Albuquerque in 1993? <laughs> I did actually look that up because oh, it was such an obscure joke. It was like a bus crashes and this like guy with a goatee pops out and says, oh, this is worse than Albuquerque 93. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, those characters are a band in the show. And the band is the one that played later called Love Handel. But huh. Handel, like um, the, the classical composer. Handel. Yeah. Like Handel's Messiah. Um, but, um, yeah, it, the joke is just that like they're a touring band and that was a, a, a leg of their tour. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. No problem. Love context. Yep. You, you gotta have it. Actually, that reminds me really great thing about that band. You guys remember the song that they played? It was like when it was like a big action sequence song, they were fighting robots and the song was all just about like, like a diss track against robots. And there was that one line, your sister's a refrigerator and you know her light is always on, which I thought was a very subtle way of of like a your sister's a whore joke. I liked that. Whoa. And her light is always on. Yeah. That was like a kid is never going to think twice about that. And I'm glad you guys who are who are semi functioning adults hear that and are like, whoa, it's great that that just like. They just, you know, that's an obvious reference, but it'll fly right under the radar for anybody else. I enjoyed that. Also, we haven't even talked about how fucking Slash is in this movie. Oh, oh yeah, oh my I know. God. It's actually Slash. 
I kept my eyes open for the whole movie, and then at the very, very end, like my eyelids got heavy and closed, and then I opened them and Slash was there. <laughs> That's always how he gets you. He sneaks up on you. Hey, also, James, remember when we saw Slash when we were like 14? Yeah, kind of like, I want to say reluctantly, but like it was more like apathetically. Like, I remember. I, 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 this is like a, a flashbulb memory for me. We're sitting in a Starbucks. It's a rainy day, and you just, you're on the phone with, I think, your, your mom or dad, and you just look at me and you go, yeah. Do you want to see Velvet Revolver tonight? And I was like, uh, I guess. And then we went. And then we went. Jones Beach. Yep. Yeah. Good old Jones Beach. Man, now I thought you were going to say vaccines. You were, you were sitting in Starbucks and in watch walk slash like in the with the hat and the guitar like in the full get up playing the riff sweet child of mine it's like i want i want to i want a matcha blended drink (laughs) it was just a social situation at an age when what else was going on sure yeah this has been this has been slash talk with with the disney channel tipsy panel wait do you know who else is a voice in this who uh Allison Stoner from the Missy Elliott oh, videos. Yeah, and from, what was it, Camp Rock? She was in Camp Rock. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, Isabella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of characters in this. Yeah. I don't think I know everyone's name. I hit up IMDb. Um, the Indian boy Baljeet is played by, is voiced by Molly Pancholi, who is Jonathan in 30 Rock. And oh, the the guy in weeds who sells who deals on the college campus. Whoa! Yeah, and he's just doing a really high pitched voice. That's Malik. So I feel like we haven't really discussed the plot of this movie yet. Although, well, that's because I was right. There's no plot. Yeah, almost yeah. not really. Yeah, you kind of were. It's they go to another dimension and then they have to come back. It's exactly what Brennan said. We don't have to sugarcoat it for you guys. I think the the redeeming qualities of this movie are um, I don't know if you'd call them sight gags because it's a cartoon, but like all the kids stuff that they turned into, you know, real world, um, you know, uh, props, basically, like at the very end when there's all of that. um you know, mil- like heavy artillery, basically. It's like made. It's like reminded me of um, Codename Kids Next Door. Yeah, yeah. Where like all of their uh, robots were made out of like baseball bats and you know pencils and shit. Very reminiscent, yeah. And like yeah. their their version of like the AR fifteen is a baseball mitt and a ball, right. like a and a ball that like shoots out and comes back like a slingshot right like they're not real gadgets like uh polly the platypus gets they're like things that were fashioned Polly? from Polly no his name's the... porky porky the platypus pippa pimple <laughs> uh good old pipsqueak the platypus but yeah uh, ryan i i agree with you i i definitely see the comparison um almost like it's a knockoff did you guys watch Kids Next Door? Hell yeah. No, but I played the Flash game on CartoonNetwork.com. Ooh, that was a good on one. That, website. that was a good one. I, I, I think fondly back on, oh, fuck, what was it called? Cartoon Cartoon Hotel, 
or resort. Oh, yeah. Resort, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where you just, like, walk around and do tasks for people. I love it. Awesome. You want to know what website had the best Flash games, Brandon? What's that? TheEnd.com. Oh, my God, yes. Wow. Haven't thought about those in a long time. Oh, my God. The hours I would spend, like, building up my avatar mm-hmm. collecting digital coins <laughs> i mean it was like it was to a neopets level of gamified website gen z will never know that the like the 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 channel websites like every it's all apps yeah. now i'm not saying yeah. That, yeah i'm not trying to start like a, a culture war here but like that's just something we had that that they'll that they just don't have and didn't like coke the coke rewards uh right. like socialization thing uh, where like they they held concerts um, and and stuff like that. Um, that Lilo and Stitch game where you just like catch sandwiches, sandwich stuff, and like build a really tall sandwich. Uh, our listeners will know what that is. I'm sure you guys know what that is. Email us if you know what it is. No, call Ryan and tell him what it is. Nine one fucking call nine one four eight six nine one sixteen thirteen. Thanks, James. Call, That's the real him number. And tell him what it is. <laughs> call Ryan at nine one one. Just dial those three numbers. Ask for Ryan. <laughs> All child born after two thousand two knows download individual app for each social network. Collect a non fungible token. <laughs> do Fortnite dance and lie. Eat hot chip. They do eat hot chip. Oh, oh boy. There's there if we're if we're just going off the rails here, there's probably not much left to talk about this movie. Are there any other like I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I just want to reiterate how much I loved all of the jokes that were like about indentured executive assistants mm-hmm. and unpaid um, internships. Show me yeah. your papers. Yeah, it was like joking about the Third Reich light and Yeah. I thought it was funny. Oh, and I, I also wanted to say that when there was that scene with all of the um, heavy artillery that was made out of kids' toys, I was, like, wondering why lots of children weren't just dying um, because they were fighting with robots, and I, I imagine there would be a lot of bloodshed. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing that did it for me in this movie in a negative way is that I didn't see enough children die. Yeah, you know, take some risks. Push the envelope. Show a kid die. Show a kid die. <laughs> Should have brought the South Park writers in on this movie to really punch it up. Yeah. Or the or like the Metalocalypse writers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really kick it into 12th gear. They did make a divorce joke, though, so that was cute. Mm-hmm. Pretty cute. Well, Phineas well, Finne- I... and Furbar, they are stepbrothers. They're in a blended family. Yeah, but they're... Never mind. <laughs> they look an awful lot alike. Yeah, they do. Oh God! So I I didn't even think about this until I started doing a little research. If you look at the logo for the show Phineas and Ferb, you'll see that Phineas's head is shaped like a P, and he's the P in the logo, and Ferb's head is shaped like an F, no. and that just makes me so angry. No, I I, I don't like it. On top of the fact that I already just didn't like their the the way that they're animated, that just made it worse. That's it. That's it. Shut it's the last he looks like a Dorito. Straw. It's 
It's the last fucking straw. He does look like a Dorito. Yeah. That's accurate. I said he. Phineas. Yeah. Also, I didn't notice until the very end, but every character looks like they have cauliflower ear. (laughs) Anyone with ears, it's just like animated as if like the inside is popping out. And it looks like if you give them a light tap, it will burst. Uh, They look like Rick and Morty mouths. Oh, Phineas, Phineas. We, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop Dr. Doofusmirch, Phineas. They're, they're all like Mr. Crocker ears where they're like the back of their neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me a thing. little bit of Fairly Odd Parents vibes. It also gave me a little bit of Sheep in the Big City vibes. Yeah. Where like, like they're punny jokes. Like, uh, what's, it was like the, their, um, the leader of first of all, it's like the OWCA is is Perry's organization. It's the organization without a cool acronym, <laughs> and their leader is Francis Monogram. Like that's like sheep in the big sh- city <laughs> I shit. Didn't catch that, but yes, it, it really yeah. is. Yeah, I mean they. It's clear that these writers went into this with a lot of experience, mm-hmm. so they could you know play around with formats like that. Kudos to them, you know? Hey, kudos. The one other thing that I liked is, uh, Ryan, you were talking about the Gestapo robots, but the, the like, alternate persona that the robots take on when they're trying to be presentable yes. and friendly is just, like, a generic white dude who says phrases like, we should get lunch sometime. <laughs> I, I did really enjoy that. I, I, he, I laughed out loud. Yeah, me too. He's like Brandt from the big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, in my head. He was like, um, do you guys remember when they redid wet, hot American summer and they have no. the, they have the three guys like in the, in the competing camp who are like yep. a really preppy camp. Like, and they all camp have, tiger like, claw t- camp tiger claw. And they have like yeah. three popped collars. Yeah. Like it reminded me of them. That's fair. We didn't. Did we do the dad hour? No, because there's not really any father figures in this movie. There's a dad. He's fine. I mean, he's he doesn't present. do anything. He doesn't. Do, he gets a pass. He doesn't do anything. He's yeah. just he's at the, the, there. He's at the movies all day. He's a when real go, pass fail dad. When you go to an alternate dimension, does time get a little wacky? Ooh. I don't know. I'm not mm. sure. Yeah, there's really no sense of time in this whole thing. Well, yeah, no. Mom and dad go to a movie. And they're at the movies, so let's say two to three hours. No, yeah. no, they they saw um they saw the it's a special showing of Master and Commander four times in a row, so they <laughs> were there for like a day. Oh. We can talk to our friend Ben Cutner about that. <laughs> they did the entire Marvel movie marathon. Oh God! Wait, did you guys did you actually see the the name of the movie that was on the marquee that they no, were seeing? James, actually, I it did. was. It was that darn fiance. <laughs> <laughs> that darn one. fiance. Good yeah, the dad. There, although in what you were saying, Ryan, uh, there the other dimension dad when he's leaving work, a line that he said that made me laugh, like in the Gestapo lane, <laughs> he was like, "I'm off to work at the factory. See you next week." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's good." Get back inside, kids. Yeah, get back inside. <laughs> Then the mom in that very same scene was like, oh, kids, you're here already? Uh, okay, well, I'm going to go hide in the basement. 
Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's just casually fucked up, but I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, they're all kind of throwaway lines. It's like a line is said, it's not addressed. It's just, it just moves on really mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're rapid fire lines. It's like two a minute. Yeah. Like the only source of tension really was that Phineas finds out about the platypus being a spy mm-hmm. and is upset mm-hmm. that he was lied to. And that fades away after like 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a weird movie because mm-hmm. there's there's stakes and they're pretty high stakes, but it doesn't feel like they're very high. I mean, this movie's clearly designed, I'll say, for children to just sit there with their mouths open while they're eating <laughs> fruit snacks. I'm sorry, like, Ryan. Were you talking about this movie or literally every Disney Channel original movie we have watched? This one in particular. I mean, I'm thinking about like when you said that, and it's very accurate. I'm thinking about Twitches where the whole, uni- the whole world, that dimension is going to be destroyed. But all that's happening is, um, you know, Howard Hamlin from Better Call Saul just laughing. And like that's the big tension moment. He's not doing anything. He's just laughing evilly because he's the bad guy and then they stop him you know mm-hmm. um luck of the irish where you just have them like playing a basketball game and that's that's the the climactic moment where the whole family is going to be destroyed you know like this is their shtick and it's the only way that you could make a movie that will work for a, an eight-year-old and also a 12-year-old and also a group of 20 20- eight-year-olds right hey hey i'm 29 now yeah i know yeah i'm the old one that's how we'll introduce ourselves next time welcome to the disney channel tipsy panel i have arthritis (laughs) all right um, i have a mortgage (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to talk about it i do have a mortgage all right what's going on here do we rate this movie is there anything else um the girl commando, the sister in the alternate dimension, she's Sir. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. That's all I have to say. All right. Let's rate this bad boy. For those of you who don't know, our rating system is very simple. You give it a thumbs up or you give it a thumbs down. But not both. But Brandon. What? I wanna give I wanna give it a thumbs to the side. Can I do that? What are you crazy? Are you nuts? Do you want this whole system to collapse on itself? No, it's a dichotomy. Not unless you've opened up an alternate dimension where we always abided by the rules of episode one, Luck of the Irish. Well, right. So I removed the self-destruct button from my interdimensional travel gun, <laughs> and now I'm in the other dimension that's all pink and purple and filled with flowers. Okay, I did Well, we're stuck that. here, too. Also, the bit where he built the self-destruct button on the bottom of a robot's foot so it takes one step and blows up. Mm-hmm. Good throwaway guy. That That is very family guy. Like, I could see why or, like, how that the, the creator came from family guy. Like, that's one of those, hey, Lois, remember that time I built a self-destruct button on the bottom of a robot's foot? <laughs> Holy crap, Lois. I've been brought into another dimension. I can't do Peter Griffin. Yeah. But I'll keep that was trying. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Okay. That thanks. crap was you, pretty You flatter good. me. So I'll begin by rating this movie. Um, 
this movie was uncomfortably long. It was like the 72 plot... minutes. <laughs> after after minute 29, I was like, oh my God, is it over yet? Let me it's see where the shortest I one that. we'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah. It, they do not get shorter than this. I it, it dragged on and on for me. You know, there was there was that. There was there was a, a, quite a lot of good jokes. I'll give it that. Um, the animation was so so, but you know, I think they really did right by the adults in the room on this by giving them a lot to laugh at that the kids would have no idea about. I mean, uh, you know, the existentialist trading cards, the um, you know, Gestapo jokes. It was hilarious. You know, I I laughed a little bit. I fell asleep. Slash showed up. <laughs> a class. Mu- uh, 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 any given Tuesday, you know. Today's Thursday, but okay. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was pretty decent, and uh, I have a feeling that if I was on some sort of um, psychoactive drug, that I would have enjoyed it even more. Um, but you know, that being said, this is a movie for babies, and I'm not a baby, so I give it a thumbs down. Tell me a movie, a Disney movie that we've watched that you would not enjoy more on psychoactive drugs. Northern Lights. <laughs> okay, good answer. <laughs> Great answer. Yeah, I would, I would be very tense the entire oh, time. Oh, and, and, um, and I would be upset by all the cigarettes. Well, cigarettes aren't bad, but... Tiger the, the Town. One, you, that one, but also the one with the aliens, with the uh, talking oh, dog. A can of worms. That, yeah. yes, oh. that one would upset me deeply if I was hallucinating. That's because it was basically like a, already a hallucination. You know what would really upset me? A ring of endless light, because the acting is so poor and it's so like clumsily put together. I would feel like I was like on the movie set watching this crumble. Yep. And I would hate that. So yeah, I'm gonna go mix um, Ajax and toilet bowl cleaner, and then watch this movie again, and I'll come back and let <laughs> you know how it was. Nice. Thumbs down. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, go. Um, as I have said, I had no history with Phineas and Ferb. Um, I do feel that people who like Phineas and Ferb would also like this. Um. And I'm going to say something about this movie that I probably can't say about most of the DCOMs that I've seen for the first time. Uh, I was entertained by it. I I laughed. I I genuinely did uh, have a decent time watching it. This is a thumbs up for me um, because I do think that fans of the show probably like this. I imagine it's very similar to the show, just on a more epic scale. And, um, And I had a good time with it. My wife hated it. She she did not like it. She got mad at me because I was watching it, and she was also watching it because I was watching it. Um, and for that, I am sorry. Kate, love of my life, I am sorry. Only Please not that back, sorry. Kate. It's a thumbs up. My wife. My wife. Um, my wife. I'm stuck because I thought the music was pretty good and some of the jokes were pretty funny, but there's no plot. And the voices are so just, just they're just one octave too high for, for me. Um, 
So, and I'm kind of like with Ryan where it was, it was just shy of an hour 15 and it dragged on and on. So I'm going to have to go with thumbs down. All right. All right. Thank you for agreeing with me about the length, Brennan. It's, it felt like it should have been, um, like 30 minutes. It's like if you were given 72 minutes to live, you might be like, put on the Phineas and Ferb movie because I want to I want to live forever. (laughs) (laughs) Man, oh, man. All right. uh, So I agree. The plot not really there. It does for how short it is. You guys are right. It, It does drag because it's just like, here's another you know, robot laser moment for this movie to have. There's like 18 of them. Uh, On the flip side, I think I kind of got the sense early on that I was like, oh, this is animation. And they had to, they had to put more planning and thought into this than in live action because animation is a lot more work. Like just by the sheer number of people in the credits, like there's just more time invested behind this. And it was already a show. Um, my reaction to it, I'm absolutely with Brandon. I was real entertained. I I sincerely thought about putting on other Phineas and Ferb episodes after this. I'm way thumbs up on this one. Hell yeah. Whoa. More Phineas and Ferb? More. Give me I'm, more. I was I was I mean, I'm not gonna gonna go that far, but I think if I watched an episode of Phineas and Ferb, I would enjoy it. And I know that Same. Pe- you know, people who are a little younger than us, like I used to work at a summer camp and the, you know, the, the kids there loved it. Um, even the older staff who was like a kid when it came out, um, they loved, they really liked it too. There was one year where like 30 kids all had that, that hat of Perry the platypus. Yeah. Where like the, the bit, like the bit, the, the brim of the brim. hat is yellow. It's got, it's green, but it has his eyes on it. Like people loved that shit. It was like the equivalent of Cookie Monster pajama pants for our age group. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now you know. Now you know. A stellar, yeah, a stellar example, mm-hmm. a simile. Uh, this this movie, more than others, is like for older people. It's like almost not for kids. It, not in its content, but in like the re- like the jokes. I was peeping Wikipedia about the history of Phineas and Ferb and. The creators who we had said who worked on other, you know, cartoons had said that they envisioned this as like a mix between I think it was Family Guy and SpongeBob. And I, I think they they hit that mark. Yeah, um, they definitely do a lot of like uh, flashbacks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like cutaways. And they also yeah. have like, you know, silly, like, you know, character referential banter that, you know, builds on itself as the show goes on. Yeah, I could tell what they were going for, but it just missed the mark for me. I mean, like I said, I was entertained by it, but at the same time, it's clearly much more for kids than it is for adults, even more so than SpongeBob. I feel like SpongeBob has this sort of like timeless quality to it. But then again, not every show can can match the square pants intensity. Yeah. So oh, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, good good try, guys. You know, I'm going to give you an A for effort, but, uh, you know. Are you talking to us, like the people here, or no. the people who made the show? No, I'm talking to Vincent Martella. <laughs> okay. Can and, I also and, have an A for effort? 
No. You're talking Please? to Jeff Swampy Marsh. Swampy Marsh. <laughs> hey, let's get into those good credits names, shall we? Because there were there were some really good ones. I don't well, think first Swampy I'll... Marsh counts because it's a nickname, but it is funny to think it does of someone count. named Swampy Marsh. It does count. Um, yeah, no, go go for go for good credits names. How about storyboard uh, writer Alakai Theophilopoulos Graft? A classic, <laughs> classic Greek person. Great name. I think that person lives in Astoria. Oh, they yep. must. Um, also, how about Larold Rebhun? <laughs> <laughs> like Harold, but with an L. Larold. Maybe it's Larold. No way. Larold. Oh, also, like- um, location design in the animation. Playman Kristov. P-L-A. Just going to say him. That's all I got. God bless. Yeah. Calvin Snugs. Ooh, very cozy Sn- name. Snugs as a bugs in a rugs. <laughs> right near Calvin Snugs, John Fountain. Just a simple, uh-huh. just tickles me. Yeah, I do really enjoy names that are just words that aren't usually names. Yeah, yeah, like Bar- Barbara Dormaskin hyphen case. <laughs> Dormaskin. Dormaskin. These are some good names. I think that's it. Sergio yeah. Armendariz. Oh, I like it. That's got real um, oh. Gustavo Almodovar vibes. Yeah. Oh, Melinda Leisure, but Leisure is spelled <laughs> L-E-A-S-U-R-E. Wow. Come on. Melinda Leisure. It's pretty great. That's a good one. Love me some good credits names. Listeners, I um, hope you guys like this too. No one's told us they like the good credits names, but we're going to keep doing it anyway. So I hope you like it. Oh, real quick, real quick. We got some fan mail. Uh, Want to shout it out. It's from, uh, it's from Brian Metz. I don't know. I don't know who that is, but thanks for listening. Oh. Brian Metz. Brian Metz asked an important question. Brian Matt says, hey, in the advent of uh, Disney Plus, is this the end of Disney Channel original movies? And I think it's interesting to consider because, uh, you know, like they released a Phineas and Ferb movie just on Disney Plus. It's not like a DCOM. So I wonder if this is the end. Like, are they going to keep making DCOM titles or are they all just going to go straight to streaming and they're going to call it a Disney Plus original movie? Well, Brian... You bring up a good point, and I'll say that in my personal opinion, and I know that I speak for everybody else in the group when I say this, that in order to avoid prolonging our own personal stuff, I mean, this project, (laughs) um, yeah, I'm going to say that it doesn't count, so we're going to run out eventually. You know, Disney Channel original movies are a finite resource, Brian Metz. So. Thanks for your note, <laughs> Brian. But what yeah. if they're continuations of stories that were established in uh, the ones that started airing on the cable channel? Yeah. Well, James, you, you bring up a good point. <laughs> you okay there, Ryan? Ryan can't even fathom the idea of doing this show any longer. Then he's already. That's our show, everybody. (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll call, <laughs> we'll call it here, I suppose. That's our Actually, show, everybody. Never, never mind. It's our show, everybody. That's our show, everybody. Brian, a heart attack. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We have to go ice our friend Ryan. Uh, please reach out to us on social media. We're on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We're on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. We, are, we have an email, uh, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Send us fan mail. We'll shout you out every time. And don't forget to call that Tipsy Panel hotline. 911. It's not that number. It is 914-863-1613. 911. Call. And uh, looking for a good game to play on Instagram? Check out Who's Lippies. Yes. Oh. oh, absolutely. Did we shout out Who's Lippies last time? Because we need to. Who's Lippies is the greatest uh, game on Instagram that you will ever find. Hey, you know what people have? Lips. Everybody's got them. And I bet you could recognize them. Head on over to Who's Lippies. Who's like A-W-H-O-S-E. And then Lippies. And um, also, breadandbanda.com, if I market myself on this podcast, my tax guy said I can write it off as uh, marketing. Hell yeah. The, micro- the microphone Sick. I bought for this podcast. Cool <laughs> as hell. Can I advertise your website, Brennan? It's brennanbanta.com. Ooh, I want to yes. advertise it too. It's brennanbanta.com. I would also like a tax break. <laughs> brennanbanta.com. Hey, we don't have to pay taxes now. Yeah. Pretty great. Love to do that. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. Tune in next time. I'll have Stimmy. another decom for you. Bye. There it is. I, I like that Ryan, Ryan is. Why would he write to you? I don't know. Why would he ask you something? Why would he have uh, such a stupid name? Yeah. Why would he ask such an oddly specific question? <laughs> I like that Ryan is the person descending into, like, despair over this podcast. <laughs> and I, I'm the one seeming to become more ecstatic about every movie we watch. I know, yeah. James. Yeah, you, you had a lot of thumbs up. We're really leaning into these roles because that's how we really feel, right, James? You're really getting more into it, and I'm really increasingly despondent. Really into it. Got- really into Phineas and Ferb. I, I, for, I forgot to update the last uh, few of these on the spreadsheet. I know we all gave... Um, okay, first, let me stop recording. Um, oh, good idea. Okay. Goodbye, motherfuckers.